get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Baseball writer over at Fangraphs, Craig Edwards, joining the show here on 101 ESPN. Craig, we always appreciate the time, my man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, good. I mean, uh, had a baby at the beginning of October, so I'm just getting the back of getting back in the swing of things right now. I would imagine you are busy as I'll be at this point. Are you getting at least a little bit of sleep? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're doing as good as we can, but uh, you know, we've got a toddler and uh, a newborn, so uh, the the right now i i closed the door i'm back in the office and i've got a few minutes of silence i think right now fantastic well all the best to you and her and i hope everything's going smoothly there so let's start with the 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 free agent market right now craig because technically teams are available to sign free agents right now i think the biggest rumor that we have heard thus far is that there's like a couple of guys that have been called by a couple of teams how bad do you expect the market to be? How long do you expect it to be developing this offseason? Uh, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be long. I think, uh, you know, one thing that, that a lot of teams are going to do is wait for the non-tender deadline, which isn't for another month, and see what's available there, compare it to the guys who are already free agents. And, you know, from a player perspective, you know, you're going to wait it out for a while, too, because, uh, you know, if teams are saying they're not going to spend this offseason, it's not like you're going to be getting any good offers uh, over the next month that are going to compel you to sign. And so it's it's going to be slow. Um, it's going to be pretty long. And we're going to see teams looking to trade players on maybe unwanted contracts and, and pay down some pay down some deals if they can and and that might be a little bit more enticing for for some teams than, than free agency and you know honestly you know that when you look compare the uh, free agent class to what it was a year ago it's it's just not not quite as good there's a lot of interesting guys out there especially uh in the starting pitching in the middle infield but uh there, there's not as many guys where you're just gonna you know back up the back up the money truck for them yeah craig do you think it's strategic by major league baseball to have not declared whether the National League will have a DH or not for next year? Because I'm looking at it, there's probably some guys that are available that teams would sign and maybe give a few bucks to as a DH, but, you know, they're not sure, so it's like it stretches out and elongates this period of waiting time so that maybe the players take less? 
Yeah, I mean, you, when you look at all the negotiations that happened leading up to, to this season, uh, the designated hitter was one of those things. And in the end, they decided, uh, you know, for, for safety purposes with, with all the pitching that uh, that it would be better to have a designated hitter for both leagues as well as, you know, the competition aspect in terms of the way they had to balance the schedule. And, you know, it's something that, that has to be negotiated. The owners don't want to give away the designated hitter for, for free, but at the same time, uh, the players – you know, for the most part, that's not a huge chip for them. So it's not something that they're going to going to give up uh, a ton for. Uh, but I, I do think that, yeah, it's going to impact some teams in, in the National League in terms of the types of players that they go after. I mean, you look at a guy like Nelson Cruz, great hitter, but, uh, you know, if, if he can't go to the, the National League, that's going to impact the number of teams that, that can go after him. Craig, I, I think you do really good work, and I've seen it in the past from you. I don't remember the most recent time that you've done it. Uh, talking about the revenues for baseball, and of course, if we're talking about free agency, that's the backdrop to it all. Owners are claiming that they uh, lost $3 billion last year by playing, and I'm not talking like they had $3 billion drop in revenue. They're actually claiming that they lost $3 billion by playing last year. Do you buy what they are claiming right now? Well, you know, they could open their books and, and show us that they lost $3 billion <laughs> rather than just claiming that they did. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, you look and, you know, yeah, they, they did lose a, a lot of revenues. But, you know, you wonder exactly where those losses are at. You know, are they just, you know, paying down debt, which essentially functions as, you know, buying more equity into their own team? Or, uh, you know, it, are there are there more deeper losses than that? I think that, you know, you can claim a bunch of losses, but in the end, if you look at Major League Baseball as a sport and as owners, you know, they're pretty well positioned to uh, to withstand losses like that, especially given, you know, profits that, that have maybe been double that over the previous uh, five years. And, you know, you, you look at $3 billion, that's $100 million a team, that's, that's not great, but you know, if you wanted to, you know, push that money down the line, say, you know, if you were talking about a, a house mortgage or something like that, and you say, well, if I can get a 3% loan for 30 years, an MLB owner could say, well, that $100 million loss just became $5 million every single year for the next 30 years. And that's that's just a drop in the bucket for them. Now, Craig, I, I spent a number of years in the NHL, and I played with a non-salary cap era and then into a salary cap era. And we always pushed back that we didn't want a salary cap, didn't want a salary cap. After experiencing it and kind of going through it and looking at it from the outside in, the salary cap actually benefits the players because the owners are forced, at least in some part, to open up the books and disclose what's going on. Do you think we'll see a push for a salary cap where the players are actually okay with it going into the next CBA? I doubt it. I think that there's just such a high level of distrust between the Players Association and the owners. And but wouldn't that lot. force the owners to be more honest, though? It might, or it might uh, cause them to hide more revenues behind <laughs> uh, ownership. Uh, you know, like in t like you know, for example, the the TV uh, deals that they get locally. Um, you know, the there's set fees, and then there's you know a twenty percent ownership stake, and they're going to claim that the ownership stake is separate from uh, the the money that they're actually getting paid by the network. And so, if you're trying to sort of hide uh, those revenues from the players. Uh, you're never going to reach uh, a deal in terms of what what 
what you think is fair in terms of a, a percentage uh, of revenue, which is which is what what they're going for or in a salary cap situation you'd be going for. You say, okay, we get 50% of all revenue. Well, then the discussion is, well, what's revenue? If you have a concert in the stadium, is that revenue? If you get money from the TV network separately from your, your deal, is that revenue? And because of the way these things are structured and because so much of MLB revenue is is local in terms of attendance and in terms of TV deals, it's a lot difficult. It's a lot more difficult to, to tie that number down um, when you compare to, say, the NFL, where so much of that money is just ticket sales and just the national TV deals. We're talking with Craig Edwards. He's a baseball writer over at Fangraphs. Give him a follow on Twitter as well. He's at Craig J. Edwards. All right, Craig, for our fans here in St. Louis, they're looking at the free agent class and they're saying there's a lot of guys out there that make a lot of sense for this team, in particular George Springer, Michael Brantley. But then you hear John Mozeliak come out. We talked with Bill DeWitt third last week, and it certainly doesn't sound like they're going to be adding a whole heck of a lot of payroll this offseason. If the Cardinals end up not adding to the payroll in any significant way, are there free agents out there that you think make sense that would make them uh, markedly better going into next year? Um, you know, Adam, Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina <laughs> might help. Um, but in addition, in addition to those guys, I think that where where the the intrigue is is that you know back of the rotation starters with upside. Um, you know, Marcus Stroman is is sort of near the top of that list, but then you got have guys like James Paxton who didn't get a qualifying offer, Jose Quintana who's had some really good years, guys like Robbie Ray, Chris Archer, uh, Taiwan Walker, guys who. Um, aren't necessarily going to get uh, a massive guarantee, but you can slide into the rotation and, and give give the Cardinals a, a little bit more depth. I, I don't know that the same situation is true on the position player side, which is you know obviously where the Cardinals could probably use a little bit more help. So you might end up going uh, just you know adding to to what your strength is, which is the the starting pitching and and presumably the the defense, which is what's carried them over the over the last few seasons. I mean, you there are guys out there like Jock Peterson who could fall, um, and he would be a, a great platoon bat. Uh, Tommy Listella is another guy who you know hits lefty, can play the infield, and uh, he could he could potentially be a fit there, and you know. Most of these guys aren't going to, to, to cost a ton of money. I think the issue is, are you willing to wait it out and then take the guy that falls to you as opposed to maybe the guy that you prefer to have? All right, Craig, you bring up uh, the Cardinals' identity, right? You said defense and pitching. Well, they've already let Colton Wong go, and now Yadier Molina is, well, he's technically a free agent. Adam Wainwright is technically a free agent, what lies ahead here specifically for, we'll circle back to Wayno and Yachty, what are the percentages you think that they sign elsewhere and what teams do you think would benefit by signing those players? You know, I think uh, you, you look at the, the teams that are out there. Obviously, we've heard about Atlanta. You've heard about the Angels and Anaheim. Those are teams, you know, every team could use a starting pitcher like Wainwright somewhere in the rotation. So that's an easy fit. And then you look at teams that maybe don't have their catcher situation solidified completely where you could, you know, you could say to Yachty, look, we can give you, you know, 80, 100 starts. Uh, but, you know, I don't think anybody out there is going to give him the – 
140, 150 starts that the Cardinals have been giving him in the past. But I think, you know, those are those are two teams I think you're going to hear probably about the White Sox now that, that La Russa is uh, in Chicago. Obviously, there's, there's a tie there, though. Um, the White Sox simply – they don't have as many starts to give out at, at catcher with Yasmany Grandal signed to, to a long-term deal. If, Craig, the Cardinals told you, hey, Craig, we, we are coming to you. You're going to be an analyst for us for a moment. And we are asking Craig Edwards of the realistic candidates out there. Who would you want to see the St. Louis Cardinals trade for? Who do you think would be a great fit that is out there, at least tangentially uh, available right now? Who would you give in return? What would be your answer to that question? Who you think the Cardinals should go out there and acquire via trade if they were willing to add a little bit more payroll than maybe we are all expecting at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think that at this time, you might see uh, the the market for Nolan Arenado sort of fall into their laps a bit. You know, Arenado's got the opt-out, but at this stage in the game, it doesn't look like he will. And so maybe Colorado's going to pay down some of that salary and maybe this is an opportunity for, you know, we talk about uh, the teams that, that do well over the course of, you know, the past 10, 20 years, they, they're the teams that zig when everybody else is zagging. And uh, right now, what, what teams aren't doing is taking on salary, taking on money. And maybe in a long-term situation, uh, the Cardinals might be more willing to, to do something like that with a franchise player like Nolan Arenado, as opposed to, you know, bringing in a, a, a you know a, a more temporary or, or more veteran guy who who somebody's just just looking to move. Craig, we always appreciate the time, man. People can find your work over on Fangraphs. They can give you a follow on Twitter as well at Craig J Edwards. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We'll be reading and we'll be uh, listening to you as we go forward here. Yeah, thank you.